You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Isfear. Woohoo! Okay, my most, wait, what is it? My most guested guest on the show? Wait, how, how do you say that in English? Your favorite, your most favorite guest? Okay, well, first of all, my favorite guest is back on the show. That's for sure. I can honestly say that you and I are my favorite on the, like, on the podcast that I've had. Woo-hoo. But most reoccurring, no, what's the right terminology for this? See, I lose my English when I come to Switzerland. <laughs> I can tell. Um, your most frequented guest? My oh. most, this is some high vocab, high language shit. Okay. Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House. <laughs> Third time on the podcast, round three with Lindsay Hubbard. Well, well, hello. Hi hello. from New York. Yes. Hi from a lost village in Switzerland. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish I was quarantined in Switzerland instead of my small New York apartment, but... That's what a lot of people say to me, but let me just say, when you live in a city that has a population of 1.5 and, you know, you can't really go out and do shit, it's not nice. Like, nowhere is nice at the moment. I get, it must be even more annoying in a tiny New York apartment, but nowhere in the world is nice as, and as dreamy as we think it is. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And you know what? You're right, because I... If I need something from the grocery store or CVS, I just walk outside and go get what I need and come back. So I do love that about New York. It's one of the things that I've always loved about New York, but especially now with the quarantine, when you can't order Amazon groceries or Fresh Direct, um, you know, our grocery stores are a block away. Yeah. So this is the struggle that I've actually experienced myself. So I tried to purchase went online and ordered myself a waxing kit because, you know, I'm going to be quarantined, but I'm still going to be groomed because there is no way in hell that Deanna Espear, there is no world where Deanna Espear is not going to be groomed. Let me tell you, even if I'm not seen, even if no one's going to see my legs, no one is going to see my armpits, which I don't have any anyway, Deanna Espear will be groomed. I've found that my hygiene started going downhill pretty, you know, over the last month. Um, I have not, I've not painted my nails. Um, That's not hygiene. That's just aesthetic. It's not hygiene. Yeah, I guess you're right. I still shower every day. Okay. Do you no? So wait, this is the point that I was getting at. I ordered a waxing kit and it took a month to get to me. A month. Well, do you shave? No. I mean, no. Yeah, I get lasered, but I haven't been able to obviously go get lasered, so I just shave. So I don't shave, but obviously it only takes a month for your hair to be ready to get waxed again, so that's not too bad. But I'm just saying in America, I would just go to CVS, find the little Sally Hansen waxing kit, and just <sighs> waxy, waxy. You know what I mean? No, I'm in Switzerland. I have to be a fucking gorilla before I get brought back to like normal living. You should you should put that on your Instagram. I'd love to see you as a gorilla. I mean, I'm never going to be a gorilla because I'm not very hairy. Thank you, mommy, for the jeans, despite our Junus. But you know, it's still it's still not a nice feeling. And by the way, full disclosure, I waxed my own bikini. <laughs> Did that hurt? 
No, it didn't hurt because I'm like not that hairy. So it was it was an easy job, an easy task. And I guess if you're doing it to yourself, it's better, right? Like it's like when you're driving in a car, if you're the one driving, you know, you feel like in you're control. In control. And, yeah. And you're you feel safer. But if you're, you know, in the back seat or the passenger seat, you're you're sliding a little bit more because exactly. you're not the one in control. I was having this conversation with a guy um actually yesterday because Guess what? Another plot twist. I got on Hinge. But oh like, you were having a waxing conversation with a guy? No, I wasn't. But we were just saying how, you know, when guys go really fast and they think they're impressing girls, no girls like it. Like no girls want a guy to drive obnoxiously. Like it's, it doesn't make you feel good, but it makes the guy feel good because he's in control. But if the guy was in the passenger seat, he would not find it funny. Like it, it makes you feel unsafe. Totally. So myself made me feel safe. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, the last yeah. time I tried to get laser hair removal, obviously bad timing because if I could go back in time, I would schedule it for right before the quarantine. But I went to go get my bikini or a Brazilian lasered and it, my armpits were so painful that I, I was like, you know what? Forget the Brazilian. There's no way I'm going to be able to endure this right now. Um, and that was probably two and a half months ago. So you're in better shape than I am. Although I do shave like every other day. You know what? All, all grooming discussions aside, I feel like this is the perfect time to transition into a tip of the week. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Okay. Well, part of my tip has to do with grooming. So... Drybar sent me, they have a new product and it's, it's from their blonde ale collection. I don't know if you are familiar with Drybar products, but. Very familiar. Oh, good. Okay. So they have this blonde ale collection. I use their, their blonde ale purple shampoo all the time to help keep, you know, the brass out of my blonde and, and have that nice icy cool blonde look. Um, But they came out with a new product called Vibrance Boosting Brightening Powder. And I used it the other day. And and yesterday when I was getting ready, um, you know, I washed my hair yesterday. And I realized that some of my highlights were brighter than usual. So I, I definitely endorse the product, the Dry Bar Blonde Ale Vibrance Boosting Brightening Powder. So for all you blondes out there, that is my tip. I love this tip because I feel like my blonde is definitely getting a little grim and a little dull. So, you know, I might have to invest. It's probably going to take a month to get to me. I was going to say, (laughs) buy it now. I don't have a code for you, but get it now. So you'll get it. I don't know. And, you know, when the quarantine's over. (laughs) Actually, funny enough, I think that in Switzerland, we're going to be able to go to the hairdressers uh, starting next week because um, I think we've kind of flattened the curve here and they're trying to slowly incorporate new a, a little bit of normalcy back into our, our life. Yeah, I so- heard that too, that they were going to make hair salons essential. And I can't, I, I, I must have missed the part on the news where they said why you know, hairstylists and colorists or hair salon workers are essential, but I appreciate it nonetheless. 
I mean, to be honest, I understand how it's very off that people are saying hairstylists are essential, but I would lie to myself and anyone if I didn't admit that throughout this whole quarantine, the the one thing that I had on my mind, despite the real shit, you know, I am aware, I am empathetic. The one thing that I had on my mind for myself was when the fuck am I going to be able to get my hair done? Like I wasn't thinking nails. I wasn't thinking restaurants. I just wanted to go and get my hair done. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how your hair grows. I'm pretty lucky that even when I have roots, I still have like a good growth in the color. Do you have a tip of the week? I think I have a tip of the week. Actually, I do. I found this new device that has been getting kind of bad reviews online, but I tried it myself and I was blown away with the results. Is it a vibrator? (laughs) Actually, it is to be like... Really? To be perfectly honest, it is. How did I guess that? Well, it's not the kind that you think. So you kind of half guessed it, my friend. Um, It's this device that vibrates. Mm. You were right. But it vibrates because it actually um, extracts your blackheads. So you don't actually need to go get a facial. So it is a vibrator, but it's not a sexual vibrator. It's a skincare vibrator. Oh, what's it called? The company, they made the Dermaflash. And then they made this other device. I don't remember exactly the name. I think I have to go get it or put the link in the bio in the podcast description but it kind of vibrates and it has this like tip that is like a metal tip and you ju- you wet your face and you kind of um how do i say you you rub it against your skin and you just see all the gunk and all the blackheads just come out and stay on that little metal plate it's really wow. fucking yeah, it's really weird. But, um, you know, I love getting facials because I have pretty oily skin in the T-zone. And mm. this has really helped me get rid of all my blackheads because I don't want to start wearing coats and coats of makeup. I want to have good skin. So, have you, have you noticed a difference in the amount or size of your pores since using it? Yeah, I have. So for me, I get a lot of blackheads on my like nose and on my T-zone area. And so when you use it, it just extracts them. Like they pop out. Yeah. I'm going to have to get this this tool, this device, yeah. this vibrating device. It's not the most super like cost-effective device. It's definitely like $100 and over, like a little bit. I don't think it's over 200 but it's definitely in the like mid-hundreds or something. But I thought it was really worth the price. And, you know, I'm starting to realize now in this quarantine, I don't need to get a facial every like couple weeks. Well, I I was never getting a facial every couple weeks, but like definitely every like two months. But now this does the trick. And I'm like, maybe I should do more self-care from home. That's what I've been realizing, too, is, you know, last Sunday I gave myself a pedicure and it took me two hours, um, but I was like, wow, I'm actually really good at this. And I... You know, I can I can be independent without having to spend a hundred dollars every two weeks to go get a pedicure. When you add everything up, like all the self care that we do, especially because you know you're on camera and I'm you know somewhat on social media, sometimes it really adds up. And sometimes I'm, I'm just realizing some of it's really unnecessary. Yeah, it is hard though because I do have an image to uphold. I can't just you know take photos of, you know, just me and my sweats all day, every day. I I think, honestly, thank God for Summer House because I'm able to post content 
that I shot over summer as the episodes are airing. And that's gotten me through, um, you know, because, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Like there's a lot of pressure on us to keep producing content for our followers on social media. So, you know, without being able to go outside and, and capture content, I've been lucky enough to be able to post old content from the, from the summer. A hundred percent see what you're saying because, you know, I love interviewing and I'm a podcaster and I feel the pressure to go and take a cute photo of myself because I don't want to be like a memes account. I just think memes account bug me sometimes. And I feel pressure to like be someone for social media that I'm not. And I criticize people like me as well. So it's turning me into a hypocrite to add to that. You know, especially with podcasts, it's not a search engine. So I can't just like put it out there and expect people to find it. They're not going to find it. People find me through my Instagram account. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, you're lucky that you can use those summer photos. I don't have that many. So I have to just find random shit. Let's talk about Summer House for a sec. Yes, let's give the people what they want. I'm very curious about your boyfriend, first of all. So can we get a like just a quick little story time of how you really met? Yes. So I actually I started a newsletter, one of my personal projects during this quarantine. Um, so you can subscribe to my newsletter. The link is in my bio on Instagram. But I told the story in, in yesterday's newsletter about how we met. Um, are you subscribed, Deanna? No, but I really want to be. You should be. I mean, I I, subscribe. I give you guys exclusive information. Um, oh so basically, Wait, do I subscribe? you go to the link in my bio at Lens Hubs okay. and then press the link and then press the little tab that says sign up for my newsletter. <laughs> awesome. Doing now. Carry on. Okay. So... Basically, it was two days before filming, so it was right at the beginning of summer, June 19th to be exact, and my best friend, Yvonne, she is a director of marketing at Tau Group. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tau Group, but they have yes. you know, approximately 50 venues worldwide um, or globally, mostly mostly in you know New York, Vegas, LA. So Tau downtown here in New York was throwing this big white party. And Yvonne, my best friend, was like, come to this party. And I really did not want to go. It was two days before filming, like I said. I had a spray tan scheduled later that night. I wanted to be zen and get my head straight. Um, You know, the weekend before is when everything sort of went down with Carl, as you guys have, you know, now know about. Um, And I just didn't, I wanted to just lay low before going into filming. And Yvonne must have called me like 13 times that day. Come to this party. Come to the party. And I was like, no, no, no. I I don't want to. And finally, she used her best sales pitch on me and was like, Lindsay, you're going to meet your husband tonight. And I was like, oh, fine, because I'm just such a sucker. And so I throw on this white pants suit uh, with a white blazer no shirt underneath. And I go to this white party. Uh, we, she had, you know, she had like 10 tickets, uh, for, for guests. And we all sat in one of the big booths on the stairs at Tao downtown. And I happened to sit next to this guy I've never met before. 
Yvonne and I share a lot of mutual friends. So I know everyone else at the table except for this guy I accidentally sat next to. Um, And he has slick back hair. And I just started talking to him like, how do you know Yvonne? And he was like, oh, I work with Yvonne. How do you know Yvonne? I'm like, she's my best friend. And so – I was like, okay, so you work at Tau Group. What do you like to do for fun? And he's like, well, I just moved to the city six months ago from Vegas, um, but I play soccer. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I grew up playing soccer. He was like, oh, well, we're looking for girls to join our intramural soccer team. You should join. I mean, this poor guy, he had no idea who I was, what I do, and the fact that I had to go film in two days you know, and that's how I spend my summers is filming a TV show. So I was like, uh, no, I am not going to join your intramural soccer team. Um, I, I haven't picked up a soccer ball in years, but if you ever want to kick one around, sure, let's do it. So before I left, I had to, I had to leave shortly after that, uh, to go get my spray tan. And, uh, I, I went up to him before I left because, you know, at this point we're finished with our, our eating portion of the night and everyone's sort of mingling around drinking cocktails. But I went up to him and was like, Hey, give me your phone. And he was like, what? (laughs) I was like, give me your phone. And so I put my phone number in and he texted me so I would have his phone number. And he basically was like, yeah, here you go. Like what, what night? is usually good for you to play soccer. And I was like, uh, I don't know, middle of the week. So the next week, I actually had completely forgotten that we had scheduled a date to play soccer because now one week later, it's after the first weekend at the summer house. And, you know, Tuesday rolls around and Yvonne's like, are you excited for your date tomorrow? And I was like, wait, what date? And she's like, Lindsay, with Steven, you have a soccer date with him. And I was like, oh, my God, I completely forgot. He didn't confirm it. And she was like, okay, well, you need to go confirm that. So I wound up confirming it. And, you know, a week after I had met him, we went out to go play soccer. And that was our first date. Did you beat him or did he beat you? Oh, gosh, no. I He, he plays – in every city that he's ever lived in, he plays soccer on an intramural team. So we just wound up kick. It was also like a super hot day. And you can't really have like a full-blown game with just two of you. So we just wound up kicking the ball around for an hour to an hour and a half. And then like flirty football, as we call it in the UK. Yeah, like flirty football. I love that's such a cute and organic way of meeting someone. And I always say this, like, you literally always meet a guy that you're going to like at a time where you literally do not want to go out. It always works that way. Anytime you don't want to go out, just make yourself go because something will happen. Totally. I'm the queen like that. And, so. and Yvonne, she didn't have Steven in mind when she said that. She really just wanted me to come to the party. And her so way of getting me there was convincing me that I was going to meet my husband that night. And little did she know I wound up meeting Steven and really hitting it off with him a week later on that soccer date. We went to dinner after we played soccer and, you know, got a little bit deeper and got to know each other a little bit more. And um, we were we were at this little French restaurant and this, you know, I guess this girl heard my voice and she was walking by. And keep in mind, this is still my first date and I'm sweaty and gross. We just played soccer 
And now I'm at this French restaurant drinking wine and talking to Steven. And he's like, and this girl walks by and is like, oh my God, hi. And I'm like, oh, I was hoping not to have this happen. Like, I don't want to scare this guy away. I don't know how he feels about the fact that I'm on reality TV. Um, And now I'm just getting hit up by fans who happen to be at the restaurant. So luckily it did not scare him away. Um, And yeah, you guys got to be real. real. You get approached by fans. What is your, yeah. What is your take on him from when you met him on the show? It's always such a pleasure having a fucking guest that is down to ask me questions too, because as we all know, I am self-absorbed. And so, <laughs> yeah, um, a question I, about my life. So it's, you know, it's coming you know, back to me anyway. <laughs> two birds, one stone. Very strategic hub house. You know, I'm going to keep it real with you. Very cute. Very attractive. I was down. Very different to your previous type. But I'm really upset that we didn't get to see more of his personality on the show. I was kind of split. I was like, does this guy have a personality? And then I was like, knowing Lindsay, that can't be. He can't not have one. Right. So if he doesn't have one on camera, they haven't showed it to us. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you guys saw us go on that dart date and I think he said like two words and then you saw him coming out to the house for my birthday and then the episode cut off. So he said like two words and then he talked a little bit more on, you know, the following episode, I think what a week ago Um and 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 that was the the episode where we became official but you know it's interesting he does have a personality he's like sneaky funny um yeah. but it's not it's so not so obvious like it was it's- not obvious and the only times where he spoke it was kind of like the little like lovey-dovey cheesy moments that like Normally on Summer House or any reality show, those are not the kind of things that people want to see in a relationship. They want to see the struggle. They want to see the chasing. They want to see, do you know what I mean? That's not what we're used to seeing. So my, you know, overanalyzing self, I think I'm literally the official therapist of Bravo TV. (laughs) Um, My conclusion was that we he added to the story in the sense that you were upset by your friends and he was there to comfort you. But because of that, it kind of gave him a bad edit because he came more as like the supporting figure that was there to support you. And it just came across cheesy. Uh, well, I mean, I can understand where you're coming from, but I, I, he supported me in ways that I really, really needed that support from, yeah. you know, from somebody and that was very sweet. I yeah. thought that was so sweet. Oh, you'll see more. He comes back. We have two episodes left, so don't worry about that. <laughs> he, 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 you'll, you'll see more of him for sure. Obviously, in those episodes, he doesn't speak much, and he speaks more so as like a, you know, your support system, your new guy. But there was never like a little intro about like, you know, him talking with the guys or him. Like, we never really saw anything of just him. So for me, it just made me curious. I was like, I need to see more because I know Lindsay and I know the type of guy that she would want. And I know that it's not just the guy who's quiet. And because he didn't speak enough, it just came across as though he was quiet. Well, he was also, you know, this was his first time in the house when he came out for my birthday. He has no idea what he's getting himself into. 
And, you know, there's also a lot of underlying drama, you know, around and going around the house at that time. So I'm sure he was a little uncomfortable, just like, what is going on? This is crazy. Um, You've also seen me in my disastrous dating life. You know, season one, I dated Everett and we were almost way too similar with, you know, our reactions. And then season two, I was single and just sort of doing my own thing. Season three, I started dating Paymon, who turned out to be a jerk to me. And then here we are. Season four started out with Carl. That didn't work out in a similar way that it, you know, didn't work with Everett. And then you have Steven, who is so different than any other guy, like you said, that is normally my quote unquote type. Um, But it, I think it works for my he does personality. Out. Yeah. So that's w- another thing I was going to say. He does balance you out in the sense that I thought that the way that he approached like coming into the house and coming as your guy was very like classy. It was not obnoxious. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But the, those relationships haven't worked out. Exactly. Um, you know, it really made me nervous with Steven because he's a Pisces and I'm a Leo. And Ooh, I'm Pisces. Oh, you are. So yeah. I once dated a Pisces probably six or seven years ago. And that guy, I just felt like always put my fire out. So I was scared with Steven that he's water on fire and he's going to put my fire out. But instead, he w- didn't put my fire out. He actually you know, allowed me to still burn, but it was more just like, all right, let's just put you on a little bit more of a simmer. <laughs> let's yeah. not put you out completely. Let's just bring it down to a simmer. He is, uh, yeah. Or you could just be the fire that makes his water boil. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Ooh, oh my I'm going to start using that on him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Should I become an astrologist at this point? I need a new career. Why not? Totally. Um, I was not saying this in a bad way. I was kind of more so criticizing the editing and the production. If I were to choose a guy to be with, I would choose the guy that's more kind of not involved in all of my friends' drama and just like here for me and that is kind of above all that shit. So I see why you went for him. Um, It just made me curious that I just wanted to see more of him. Do you know what I mean? Like I want to actually like speak to him and see what he like speaks like because we didn't get to see that. We just saw like, it's okay, Lindsay. Like, I'm here for you, Lindsay. And Oh, I'll give you his phone number. You can then interview him in your next round of interviews. I'm yes. sure he would love to give you his side <laughs> of what I it's like that. to date me. I want to do like a scandalous interview with him and put him on the spot and see how he deals with it. Like, I feel like I want, I want to test your boyfriend. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to hear that interview. And I had a question. We've spoken so much about Carl. I feel like we literally should give it like two minutes. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you kind of went from being upset because he did lead you on. Like it was, the the whole thing was not cool. And I know your friends and I know that he's a good, I see how he's a good sensitive person in the, in, you know, and I see that he's confused and hurt now, but how did you go from I'm upset and I have to mourn this relationship almost. And then I'm fine and I want you to be happy, Carl. Um, you know, it's so interesting how everything went down in real life between Carl and I lasted probably 
10 days. But, right. you know, due to the nature of a reality TV show and having episodes air, you know, on a weekly basis, we it, – it was very difficult to go to, – to try and navigate the waters of going from best friends to, okay, now, you know, we had this form of hookup. Now we're making out. And we're making out for 10 days and I'm starting to wrap my head around the idea of developing feelings for him. And just as I was starting to accept that, he pulled the plug. And, you know, so then I had to then turn the switch again. And that was not an easy process. So... I guess like I was, you know, it was easier for me to, to, I needed a little bit of time. I needed at least a week or two weeks to just process everything that had happened. And it was very helpful that I also went on a bachelorette in Tulum, was able to escape, you know, reset myself and, you know, just, just take a minute to process my thoughts and, you know, at the same time was continuing to see what would happen with Steven and how mm-hmm. that was going to develop. And whether it, ha- you know, whether it worked out with Steven or not, I just needed that break from Carl and all the drama to just process and accept everything and then was able to, to go back and move on. You know, it's it's so funny because, you know, I was like so anti-Carl watching how the whole thing between you and him went down. And despite him doing a couple shady things, like the whole um, Jules, like, don't you agree? Like, I didn't bring a girl home. Uh, you tried. You just got rejected. Like, I thought that was super dishonest. But I don't know what it is in the latest episodes, the last two or three episodes. I kind of felt for him and I saw a sensitive side to him that made me like, kind of go back to, I kind of like Carl now and I don't know what it is because I, I think I think all I saw when I watched the thing between you and him went down was, you know, arsehole, fuck boy, fuck boy, fuck boy. And now I'm like, there's something that is making him be a fuck boy and I don't think he is like wanting to just hurt people. No, he's not. And Carl has the biggest heart and he really is such a great friend. And I know that you guys as viewers don't necessarily get to see all of those other sides of him. Like we see them, like me and Kyle, for instance, see them. But Carl really, he really is such a great guy. And, you know, to this day, he, I still consider him one of my best friends. I actually think that whatever we went through over summer, once we got on the other side of it, we have been stronger than ever. We, our friendship got stronger because of everything that we had, had put it through. And, um, you know, I I talked to him, I think yesterday on the phone yesterday morning. And I was just like, you know, Carl, he, he, uh, he's been watching this back and he was like, I now realize that everything that you were saying to me over summer lens was you trying to support me in ways that I actually really, really needed. And I couldn't see it at the time and I couldn't receive it at the time due to, you know, just being in my own head and also drinking a lot. But he, you know, it's, it's, 
he is really good at owning his shit. And he's also really good at taking a step back and seeing it from other people's perspectives. And it was really nice for, for me to hear that he was he is finally able to see that I was truly trying to support him in a way that only a best friend could because I saw it in the moment and, and, you know, he just couldn't see it at the time. But, you know, yeah. it's like, like with the Sarah thing, it, I, I had this, this intuition early on that she was thirsty and yeah, it wound up being true. She basically was just trying to use Carl to get on the show. I mean, she started texting our executive producer saying, "Why didn't she show up to the party?" Because she didn't want to quote come on as Carl's love interest. She wanted she came up with this whole idea of how she should be a main cast member on the show. She was texting our executive producer about it. She was saying that she was going to come in as Paige's friend and all of this crazy stuff. But sorry, sweetheart, this is not how our show works. This show is about a group of friends and that's how it started. And that's how it still is. You can't have any self-respect and dignity. Yeah. Like you can't just come in mid season as this made up storyline that you're Paige's friend and now all of a sudden you're in the house out of nowhere. Like it doesn't work like that. And she just was trying to use Carl to get on the show. And I sort of had an inkling of that early on and I didn't, I didn't like that for him. And, and what I explained to Carl was, you know, Carl, like what's happening is that you're masking your emotions and your feelings with alcohol and attention from women, but the, the women that you are seeking attention from are not good women for you. And then they wind up hurting you and it makes you feel worse about yourself. And then it sends you into another spiral as to why you need to drink because that girl hurt you. And then the next one who you chose hurt you. So, you know, I think he's getting better now at picking and choosing the women in his life as opposed to, you know, the girls that are thirsty and just seeking attention or trying to use them. And we spoke about this in um, the previous episode I did with you where you were like, you know, I have that intuition. And I, you said Carl is more naive when it comes to thirsty people trying to cling on to him for the show. And you said, I can see right through these people. I remember you saying that to me. Yeah. Listen back. It was a good episode that explains the whole situation with Carl. Um, that said, I know that it's kind of annoying that, you know, the whole thing with him and Jules went down, but I feel like that's kind of what's changed my perspective of him because he was so fucking rude to her. But then the way that, you know, he was like, whatever, I'll give you a second chance and was like down to bond with her. I was like, you know what? Maybe he's not so much of an asshole. Like he's also trying. He's not just expecting her to like, you know, be the only one trying. He was willing to try and be nice to the underdog and the like reject of the group. Oh, totally. That is the essence of who Carl is. He, you know, and probably why we get along so well is 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 that, you know, we see 
we give people second chances all the time and we don't hold grudges for the most part. So um, yeah. you know, him giving Jules a second chance, her giving him a second chance, you know, it's just, it that is who Carl is. And that's what I love most about him. And like I said, he has a really big heart. He, he wants to yeah. get to know people on a deeper level, not just on a surface level and, and, and like talk about deep things. I saw that in that episode. Also, Oh, if my friends dressed up as Deanna for my birthday, I would have been a fulfilled woman. I the best and cutest birthday gift ever. I I remember when I told you that dance move is going to live with me for the rest of my existence. And I'm so fucking happy that you brought it back. Oh yeah. For the sake of, for the sake of Carl dressing up as hub house, we had to bring that season one, Fourth of July dance move back. It's just too epic. I don't even know where that came from. Just like I don't know where Don't Activate Me came from. <laughs> How did you think of that? Like, do you think of things like that before? Like, if someone pisses me off, I'm going to say, Don't activate me? Or did it just come out? Because I would never think to say, Do not activate me. Deanna, I have never used those words in that context before. <laughs> and I I just remember that dinner, Carl was really frustrating me and he was drinking so much and I just didn't want to lose my shit. So I was like, yo, don't activate me because you've not yet seen me activated. And even though we've all seen Hub House we've activated, all seen activated. <laughs> I get activated every season at some point. I mean, what's a season without a Hurricane Hubbard, right? You know what's um, the, the best plot twist of that? Plot twist of that is that you're literally known, like you threaten people, like you do not want to see me activated. And when Carl like kind of spent the night with Jules, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Paige who said she's going to lose her shit. And you were like, meh. <laughs> you know, that that happened to me three different times this season. They thought I was going to lose my shit when, you know, th- the whole house knew about what went down between Carl and I. And that was weekend one. And when Carl was like, listen, the whole house knows, I was like, okay, what's your point? And then, you know, they thought I was going to lose my shit when I found out that Jules and Carl cuddled. And my response was, why does he always cuddle? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and then, why does he, that's what you said. Why does he always cuddle? It's so fucking funny. Like, I would have been like, are you fucking joking? I don't know. I would have been more triggered by this. And I don't understand how you just were like thinking of the cuddling. Well, because it's just something that he always does. Like, I don't get it. He just, I mean, I guess there was that one time where his fingers slipped. But other than that, you know, he just is always a cuddler. He's like a big teddy bear. I definitely am warming up to Carl more this season. And the third time that they thought I was going to lose my shit is coming up. So you'll have to stay tuned for that one. What do you think about the whole... Amanda being so triggered by Luke and like what do you think of Luke now because you know I interviewed him a couple weeks ago and I thought he was such a cool nice guy and obviously we see a very different side to him and I'm very perplexed yeah I was too over summer I really like Luke I hung out with him a bunch off camera you know like he would ride back with Carl and I on Sundays and we would hang out on my rooftop I went to a few different dinners with him off camera. 
um, over the summer and just got to know him with and who he is. And he's also, he's an older guy. So he's, you know, he was 35 um, over summer and now he's 36, but I really appreciated you know, his, his mentality and, and stance. And, and I, I really getting to know him, I, I got the vibe that he really liked Hannah and, um, just the way that he spoke about her, the way that he was really trying to respect, not just hooking up with her, you know, for the sake of hooking up because he actually did like her. And I know that is one thing that Hannah really wanted was just to hook up with the guy and leave it at that. And so, you know, it was nice to see when Hannah finally got what she wanted all summer long and Luke, you know, obviously had a good time and they made each other laugh and smile and, you know, they they really get along and, and still to this day they, they get along. So, you know, it was it was it was really nice to see and, and I really like Luke. I don't know. I just think, you know, he's just a guy, you know, like he, I don't think yeah. he's controlling or manipulative. I think he's just a guy and he you know, has those, those, those guy instincts as any other guy in New York does. So girls definitely overthink these things more. Like I was talking to this guy and he was like, you know, if I have a six hour conversation with you, you've probably found your new husband. Whereas for me, it's like, oh yeah, I had a six hour conversation with this person. Yeah. I think it's really sweet when guys are able to, you know, put the physical aspects aside and really focus on getting to know somebody on a deeper level and then incorporate it into, you know, the relationship or whatever's happening. You buy it. You buy the whole, I would like to take you seriously. And that is why we will not have sex. Um, In regards to Luke, I don't know if he was necessarily looking for a serious relationship, but neither was Hannah. Um, I think with him, he just wanted to make sure that Hannah knew that he was respecting her and he didn't want things to get messy if they took it to that physical level. Very smart, very mature, if that's really the case. But I think there's a part of him that's like, I'm on TV. I don't want to fuck up and like come across like a bigger asshole. You know, I'm not saying he's, I don't know whether he's an asshole or not. When I spoke to him, I got really good vibes from him. But I think there's also a part of like, this shit is all going to be seen on TV, shown on TV. And there's a line that I don't want to cross with like my friendship with these people as well. Um, Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but I think it was less about being on TV and more about, you know, the whole, he, at this point in the summer, he was realizing how much everyone talks and talks and talks about everyone else's business. And I think he just, you know, was like, I am not about that life. I'm just, you know, a simple guy from Minnesota who, you know, loves the the peace and quiet and he's not as forthcoming with his personal life. And, and that's something that he had to learn and develop as the summer went on. But I think it was less about the TV aspect and more about, you know, the fact that he knew everyone was going to wind up talking about his personal right. life. Before we wrap this up, I'm very interesting, interested, sorry, in something very specific. Um, In last week's episode, we see a very specific scene of you and your boyfriend, you know, just broadcasted on television, like in bed. (laughs) I kind of want to know how you go about it with the professional world. So do you, for example, do you 
promote it? Do you present yourself as like, I'm on this show, love me or hate me, but like, because I'm on this show, I'm also kind of an influential person and I can help push my clients and la la la. Or do you try and like keep it on the down low and not have them know or watch the episodes? I don't even know how to formulate this question. But I, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. As far as my professional life and, and you know, running my own company and being in PR, obviously – you know, you guys see a lot more of my work and what I do because I don't have to answer to anyone and I, I call the shots. So I, and being a publicist and working with brands, I do have, you know, that ability, which is I'm very thankful for to showcase some of my clients that I'm working with, um, which I think is, of course, an added value to a client. Um, but they never sign up with me necessarily because I'm promising that they can be on the show. I can never guarantee any of that. I am at times scared to death that they watch me on my weekends getting drunk and hooking up with my boyfriend. And that is terrifying. But a lot of the times, you know, a lot of my clients have been with me for years and they're a little bit younger. They're not in like this older demographic. They're, they're my age. Um, and I'm, I'm very lucky that they can sort of, they get the power of reality. Yeah. They can separate, you know, what I do Monday through Friday from my weekends in the Hamptons. Do you kind of, do you address it when you have new clients? Are you like, by the way, I just want to let you know I'm on the show. Like not address it at all. No, at this point, four seasons in, I have to. I mean, I think that that would be a conflict of interest if I didn't. You know, they want to know as much about me as I want to know about them. And so if they just take to Google and type in my name, they're going to see it for themselves. Um, and I, before that happens, I, I very much so try, try to get ahead of it and say, look, just to give you a heads up, I am on a reality show. I'm four seasons in and, um, you know, it, it, you know, here's what the show is about and it shows me on my weekends, but I, I want you to know I spend Monday through Friday back in the city working my ass off. And I think that my work will show for itself. That's a great way to approach it. Well, in regards to, you know, that very personal, intimate moment, I can tell you, um, number one, I was super drunk. It was, you know, my birthday night. You don't have to explain. Like, everyone fucking does it. Like, of course everyone does it. But, you know, it's terrifying to think like, oh, my gosh, my parents are going to watch this. I, you know, or his parents are going to watch this or his sisters or, you know, my clients are, you know, as you said. So it's it's terrifying. But unfortunately, I can't erase time and go back and not get drunk for my birthday and not accidentally, you know, want to have sex with my boyfriend. And, and I can't erase that. So it's like at this point, it's just like, oh, shoot, I did that. And yeah, can't go back and erase it. So got to live with it. Can you please tell everyone where they where they can find you and also re-explain where they can subscribe to your newsletter? Because I just did. 
So you can find me on Instagram at Lens Hubs. And if you click the link in my bio, it will bring you to a page that says that with different tabs on it. And you click on the tab that says sign up for Hubs House newsletter. And that's it. Fill out the form. And you can also see past newsletters um, on that little form as well. And once you are subscribed, you will get a little thing pop up that says you are activated. Just saying. (laughs) It says activate me. (laughs) Activate me. Yeah, sorry. Something like that. I just did it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sure you will be back multiple times. I feel like this is our tradition. I I always have so much fun with you. Thank you so much. I'm a little PMSy today, so I don't know if it was as much fun as usual. But you know what? We we made lemonade. Good. I love lemonade. Thank you so much for listening to the You Can't Say With Me podcast. Just a quick reminder, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It is the most helpful and supportive thing you can do for this show. Also, if you would like to engage in the conversation yourself, you're welcome to request to join the secret Facebook group. It's called You Can't Sit With Me. Don't forget to look for it. But all really annoying and thirsty plugs aside, hope you enjoy this episode.